Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. My hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who God called us to be. You can expect to hear me talk about things like Jesus, how ghetto adulting is, finances, dating, therapy, and honestly, everything in between. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your hostess and the birthday girl, Brianna Cristel. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Go shout it. It's your birthday. We gonna party on Zoom like it's my birthday. Because <laughs> you know Corona. <laughs> um, but okay, so my birthday was actually yesterday, but I celebrate all month because that's just how I roll. <laughs> anyway, so I saw this post on Instagram and I was literally cracking up the day the other day. The post said, I really felt bad for y'all with March, April, and May birthdays this year, but still I just knew it wouldn't be me because my birthday is all the way in September. But here we are together as one. <laughs> I felt this post so deeply because this was me. I was seeing people with their Zoom parties and having their drive-by parade celebrations. And I was just like, dang, that really sucks. But I'm glad my birthday's in the latter half of the year since Corona will be over by then. But joke's on me because it's not. And I definitely had a Zoom birthday party last night and it ended up being a lot of fun. My friend... Um, shout out to my friend Shanique, who she found a bartender that was doing virtual bartending lessons and sessions on how to like make custom drinks. So I had him come up with two different signature drinks, the Brianna and the Christelle, of course. And he showed me and my friends how to make them via Zoom. And even though it wasn't an in-person birthday celebration that I would have wanted, it was such a heartwarming and love bucket filling time. And I'm grateful. So if you're thinking of ideas of ways to celebrate birthdays and things virtually, um, that was a really cool idea. Um, but yeah, so at first I wasn't going to celebrate because logistically I just felt like it was going to be too much to plan. And between me doing this podcast, working my full-time job and working on my personal finance course that I'm putting together for you guys to teach you how to manage your coins that will be available fall of this year. Um, but yeah, with all that on my plate, I just didn't want to do it. But then I realized that with all of the loss that we've experienced in 2020, and like I talked about last week, just remembering that like life is short, I realized that I'm so grateful that I have breath in my body, that I've made it to another year of life. So that absolutely felt like a reason to celebrate. And also, I have some pretty dope friends that refuse to not let me celebrate. Again, shout out to Shanique and all of my other friends that were literally like, no, you're going to do this. And that talked me through every step of the virtual B-Day planning process. Y'all are the bomb. How is your heart, sis? Heart check, one, two, one, two. Then you see me in a club. What is you going to do? <laughs> I'm just in a singing mood today, guys. Anyways, so how is my heart? So my heart is very grateful to see 27. 
I'm so excited about what I feel like is going to come from this next year of life. I feel like in this time of quarantine, God has given me so many business ideas and just a fresh new perspective on myself. And I just feel so sure-footed and confident in the woman that he has made me to be. And I feel like this year, I'm going to walk fully in that unapologetically, like no games, we pulling up, like this is all a brie. (laughs) So yeah, my heart is just ready to take 27 by storm. She ready. She ready. (laughs) But yeah, that's how my heart is. Just full and excited. But now it's time for you to check in. If you are new around here, if this is your first time listening, I love to start with a heart check. One, to share how I'm doing just transparently speaking. And then two, to just have some time for you to actually take stock of how you're doing. And I like to ask, how is your heart? Not how are you? Because a lot of people can come up with these very generic answers to how are you, but how is your heart is a very specific and pointed question. So that's my question that I like to ask. So how are you? How are you? What are you feeling grateful for and excited for today? How's your heart doing? It's time to check in, sis. While I'm very excited to be 27 and for this next season of my life, I also have to acknowledge that there is a part of me that has to grapple with the fact that 27 looks a lot different than I thought that it would. And to be honest, I don't think I even realized how different I expected 27 to look until I found this video from high school from 17-year-old Brianna. So our senior year of high school, a friend had this really dope idea to create a video yearbook. And in that video yearbook, she basically recorded us and did like these video interviews where she would ask us different questions about our favorite things about high school. So favorite memories, favorite teachers. And then the last question, which really struck with me was, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And so as I was watching this, I was watching 17-year-old Brianna talking about where she thought she was going to be 10 years from then, which is 27. So that's where I am today. Um, And I had a lot of feelings about my response, but before I unpack them, I'm going to play the video for you. In 10 years, I'll be 27. I see myself out of school, possibly done with graduate school, maybe engaged and possibly maybe with the child maybe that's a possibility um and i want to see myself very heavy into my career well not heavy but you know well depends on what i want to be i don't know what i want to be yet um i think i want to go to college for broadcast communications but i'm not too sure so i'll get back to you in 10 years (laughs) girl what (laughs) so before i unpack it so i got the idea for this podcast after listening to that and i would just thought like wow what would i go back and tell that girl What would I tell her about life, love, school, friends, and what things would look like 10 years from then, now at 27? So I decided to write a list of 27 things that I would go back and tell that girl. Back in 2018, I found this article called 45 Motivational Quotes for Every Millennial Still Trying to Figure It Out by Adenola Adeshola. 
And in it, she shared a lot of quotes from a book called Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strayed. And I actually read that book. It's not a Christian book uh, by any means, but in it, I found some really great advice about navigating life. And so some of these quotes will come from that book. And some of this advice that I would give to 17-year-old Brianna actually comes from quotes from that article that came from the book. So definitely recommend um, going to check out that book. And again, also understand it's not from a Christian perspective. So, you know, you eat the meat, spit out the bones, keep the good stuff, get rid of the stuff that's not so great. Um, But yeah, definitely recommend that book. First and foremost, I would like to tell sis that ain't none of that going to happen. Like grad school was a dub. After four years of college, we were like, oh, no, 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 we're good here. (laughs) Uh, I would also want to tell my 17-year-old self that you will not be engaged by 27. And you certainly won't have no baby before marriage. So I'm not even sure why you said it in that order. But yeah, that's not going to happen either by 27. And I would ultimately want to remind her that life is not going to look like she thinks at all um, 10 years from now. And that it's okay. It's okay when things don't go according to plan. And it's okay that the life that she thought she was going to have at this age ain't going to be that at all. Number two, kind of in that same vein, I would tell her to trust the beauty in the unfolding. So there will be many times in her life where she will feel so, 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 so lost, where she'll want to know what the right next step is and she'll be so overwhelmed and she'll feel like she's unraveling. But really what she's going to witness are things unfolding in her life the very way that God ordained them to. Like I remember when it came time for choosing colleges and we had our hearts set on High Point University. That's where I was going. And you couldn't tell me otherwise. I got in everything. But ultimately, my dad was like, nah, that school's kind of expensive. And I remember being so distraught and feeling like my little 16-year-old life was over. But baby, I ended up at the Link University of Pennsylvania. And it was hands down one of the best decisions that I could could have ever made well it was really made for me by my dad saying we couldn't afford other school but anyways it was one of the best things that could have ever happened to us and I know that I wouldn't be the woman that I am today without the experiences that I had there and I'll forever be grateful that God led my steps there so I would just encourage her obviously she didn't know that at the time when it was like, oh, so I'm just not going to go to the school. But there is beauty in that unfolding process. There's beauty in the uncertainty. And she doesn't have to have it all figured out. She can just sit sit for the ride and trust God who's steering her life. Number three, I would tell her, I know it will hurt your feelings when people don't like you or when they talk about you. But you can't convince people to love you. But more importantly, more times than not, how people feel about you is how they really feel about themselves. So I would tell her, don't waste too much time trying to earn anyone's approval because the only approval you need is God's. So yeah, all of those fake friends that you lost, all those people that had things to say about you that judged you before they even knew you, it's a reflection of how they feel about themselves, not you. So don't even waste the time. Number four, I would tell her that playing small will serve absolutely no one. Her trying to hide her light and not shine it too brightly in people's eyes will not serve her. 
Baby girl, your light is bright for a reason. So stop asking others permission to be who God has called you to be and just shine, girl. Okay, people can get sunglasses. They'll be all right, but shine and stop being afraid of your light. Number five, and this one is actually from the book. It's a direct quote. It says, don't lament so much about how your career is going to turn out. You don't have a career. You have a life. I would tell her that you will be so much more than your career title. You will be more than what you accomplish at work. So focus on showing up and loving those around you with everything that you have. Your tombstone won't say, here lies Brianna, the marketer, the sales reps, the whatever. It'll say the daughter, hopefully the wife, (laughs) hopefully God, Um, the mother, hopefully as well. And so focus on those things. Not to say not to focus on your career, but don't get so tunnel vision in what are your next steps for climbing the corporate ladder? Because at the end of the day, those things won't bring you joy and uh, they won't matter as much as you think. So in the video, I said like I wanted to be very heavy in my career, um, which I guess I kind of am. Um, and that's that's one of what 10 things that I said that I guess I've accomplished, but it's not. I'm not looking for this to fulfill me. Like I know what brings me to true joy in life and, you know, work is cool. But um, at the end of the day, like I said, that's not what's going to be on my tombstone. That's not how people are going to remember me by. And yeah. Number six, I would tell her that grandparents and parents don't last forever. So ask all the questions that you can now. Listen to all the stories. Ask them for all the pictures Spend as much time as you can with them because one day God will want them back. So don't take them for granted while they're here. Number seven, another one from the book. And I love this quote. You don't have a right to the cards you believe that you should have been dealt. You only have an obligation to play the hell out of the ones you're holding. Mm, I love that one. You can waste so much of your time thinking about other people and how they have a head start or how they have this and you don't and how they had it easier and blah, 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 blah. But you would be wasting your time. You can't go back and change the hand that you were dealt. You just got to play the one that you have. And I love this card analogy because I think about the game of spades and I don't have time to give you all a full background tutorial of spades. If you don't know what spades are, I'm judging. (laughs) Um, but if you've ever played spades and you got a crappy hand like a bunch of numbers maybe you have one spade and no face cards you got like sevens and sixes and you're like dang what am I gonna do with this hand you gonna quit the game no you figure out how to make these numbers work for you and do what you can do so I would tell her that you can't control the hand that you have but you better play these cards okay play them sis (laughs) Number eight, I would tell her worry is a waste of your imagination. So don't spend too much time doing it. Sure, you can think about what if you fall? What if it doesn't work out? But baby girl, what if it does? What if you fly? What if you shock the world? Don't waste your time worrying. God's in control, sis. Number nine, I would say don't be afraid to try. 
even if you don't know how, don't ever let the fear of the unknown or fear of failure stop you from doing something. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Will it be uncomfortable? Sure. Will you always win? Nah. Will it always work out the way that you want it to? Absolutely not. But will you take away a valuable lesson each time you push yourself out of your comfort zone and do something that you're afraid to do? Absolutely. Number 10, I would tell her that perfection is an illusion. So stop trying to to chase it because it is a lie. No one or nothing is perfect. So stop beating yourself up because you're not. Your desire to do things perfectly can and will get in the way of you starting at all. And ain't nobody got time for that. So let that go, sis. Let it go. Let it go. (laughs) Number 11. Oh, my goodness. I would tell my younger self to be kind to myself. Because sometimes there would be times where I would say things to myself that weren't always nice or believe things about myself that weren't always nice. And I remember a mentor told me this like uh, a few years ago and they were like, all that negative self-talk, think about the things that you say to yourself. If somebody else, say somebody that you didn't really particularly care for, maybe you, you didn't have a great relationship with this person. Imagine somebody saying those things to you. What would your reaction be if somebody else talked to you the way that you talk to you? And I was like, I'd be ready to take off some earrings and let her know about herself. And she was like, exactly. You would be ready to tell her about herself. So she's like, talk nice to yourself. So 17-year-old Brianna, I would encourage you and anyone else that's listening to be kind to yourself and talk to yourself nicely. Number 12, give yourself grace when you are learning something new, Brie. You are allowed to be a beginner. As a matter of fact, there will be very few things that you will be good at right now. And that's okay because everyone starts somewhere. So don't beat yourself up for not knowing. Don't waste time being upset that other people know and you don't. Focus on learning. It's okay not to have all the answers right now because you are literally a beginner at life. You're doing everything for the first time. So allow yourself to be a beginner, allow yourself not to know, and give yourself grace. Number 13, a baby step is still a step, sis. So when you feel like you're not making as much progress as you thought you would or you wanted to, don't disregard the small steps that you took. A baby step is still a step, so put some respect on them. Number 14, I would tell her to learn to set boundaries in your relationships, every single one of them, whether it's relationship with your friend, boyfriend, coworker, parent, etc. And another quote from the book is boundaries have nothing to do with whether you love someone or not. They are not judgments, punishments or betrayals. They are a purely peaceful thing. The basic principles you identify for yourself that define the behaviors that you will tolerate from others, as well as the response you will have to those behaviors. Boundaries teach people how to treat you, and they treat you how to respect yourself. So set boundaries, sis. I know it's not easy. I know sometimes it feels uncomfortable, and you don't always want to say what your needs are, but the sooner you learn to set boundaries, the better it will be. 15. I would tell her. It's okay if you get it wrong sometimes. 
Again, life is about learning. Number 16, and this is another quote from the book. Go, even though you don't know exactly why you can't stay. Go, because you want to, because wanting to leave is enough. And I would tell her that that goes for anything, a job, a relationship, a friendship, a city, whatever it is, go. Even if you don't know why you can't stay, you wanting to go is enough. Go, 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 (laughs) go, go, go. I'm on it with the songs today, (laughs) y'all. Number 17, you will feel insecure and jealous. How much power you give those feelings is entirely up to you. Jealousy can and will devour you if you let it. So don't. Someone else shining doesn't take anything away from your light. That was another quote from the book. And I don't think we talk about jealousy and insecurity enough. I think we all experience those emotions. And I would just remind myself like not to let them consume me. Feel If they come, okay, feel them, understand why they're there, why I'm feeling insecure. And let's do the self-work to work through that insecurity and that low self-esteem. But again, not to let jealousy or envy devour me. Number 18, adulting is really hard. And like, I would really just want to, I would really want her to understand that. Like, you will be the sole person responsible for keeping yourself alive one day. I mean, like cooking your food every day, making sure you have enough toilet paper, making your own doctors and dentist appointments. I mean, like it's going to be rough. So I would tell her to enjoy the days when it was someone else's responsibility to keep you alive. Because baby, at 27, goodness, we are over here tired of taking care of ourselves. But for real though, and any other adults listening to this, I'm sure you can understand. 19. So a few months ago, a family friend had a birthday and I believe she was turning either 38 or 39 and all of her family sat around the table and gave her advice on what they wish they could go back and tell their 38 year old self. So of course I was there like soaking up all the knowledge, like, okay, what can I apply to my life? And one of my uncles said he would tell himself to do more (laughs) sit-ups and we were all cracking up, but everyone was also like, yeah, I would tell myself that too. So 17 year old Brie, that fast metabolism, yes, it is working for you now, but guess what? It's going to slow down eventually. So do the sit-ups, the crunches, the burpees, all of that right now, like right now, stop having fries at 11 o'clock in the cafeteria (laughs) because it's going to show up later in your life. Number 20, I would tell myself that no is a full sentence. My best friend Nicole says this all the time. You don't have to have a reason or an explanation for your no. It is a complete sentence as is. And I think it took me a long time to find the power in saying no and being able to say no. That was that was a lot of work. So I would want 17-year-old Bree to get that lesson a little bit sooner. 21. Another one from the book. Accounting for what happened in our childhoods and why and who our parents are and how they succeeded and failed us is the work we do when we do the work of becoming whole grown-up people. And girl, it's going to be tough work, but it's absolutely work that you are going to have to do 
and you will be better because of it. You will be better by understanding how different things in your childhood shaped you, how what things you want to take from your parents that were great, what examples you want to take from your parents that you're like, "Mm, nope, don't want to do that in my when I'm a parent or, you know, in my life. So, yeah, that that's the tough work of being a, a responsible Um, emotionally responsible adult, but it'll be very rewarding work and you'll be better because of it. 22. This is one of my favorite quotes. Be brave enough to break your own heart. That's what I would tell her. I would say, Brie, you may find yourself in a relationship that you will feel God tugging on your heart to end. And I know you might be afraid to because you love that person and you think that it will break your heart and it will but be brave enough to do it anyway because you can't see it now but there are reasons for that number 23 you have food at home Learn to tell yourself that, okay? Because you will, you can and you will spend a ridiculous amount of money on food eating out if you're not careful. And like I said, remember that metabolism that I told you would slow down. Yeah, girl, find some food at the crib. (laughs) 24, learn to be responsible with your money early. Save for a rainy day or a global pandemic. Learn to budget. It might not be fun and glamorous, but spending all your check on accident two days after you get it, now you're trying to figure out what you're going to do for the next 13 days until the next one comes won't be fun either. So learn to be financially responsible. You don't need to keep up with the Joneses. Learn what to do with your coins sooner rather than later. 25, don't be afraid of love. I would tell her, not to be afraid to open herself up to the possibility of it. I know she's afraid of getting hurt and unfortunately pain is a part of life, but the right answer isn't to block yourself off from all emotion just to keep the bad ones out because at the same time, you'll be keeping the good ones out too. So don't be afraid of love and to want love. Like don't be, don't be afraid to admit that that's something that you want. 26. When it gets dark and it feels like God isn't there, I would want to remind her that he is there. And I promise her that after the rain, the sun will come always. So I would want to remind her to trust God, even in the storms of her life, even when things get dark and she has more questions than she has answers. It feels like the weight of the world is crushing her. I would remind her that he's there. He's with her in the darkness. He's with her in those tough days where she feels forgotten and that she's not forgotten. And just to reach out for his hand. 27, the last piece of advice that I wish I could jump back in that video and go tell my 17-year-old self is that you are more than enough always have been always will be baby girl god has given you some very unique gifts and i know that the idea of them scares you a little bit but i would tell her that i want her to trust that he's got her 
like she's going to do some pretty great things. And I just would tell her that I love her so much and that I can't wait to see all that she accomplishes. I would say that I'm so proud of her for the obstacles in life that she does navigate. Um, One of the last things I remember my grandfather saying to me was how proud he was of how well I navigated certain things in my life. He was specifically talking about like my parents' divorce and how messy it was. And he was like, look, you could have run out in these streets and done a whole bunch of things and acted out and not gone to college and decided that woe is me. Like I'm going to be upset that this is not happening and I'm going to take it out on the world. Um, But I remember him saying like, I'm just, I'm so proud of you. Like you could have got really detoured in life and you didn't. I think my uncle said that to me too recently. And so I would just tell her that she's more than enough and I'm so proud of her (sighs) and that she's, thebomb.com and even at 27 she's going to be even more thebomb.com and I cannot wait to see where we are at 37 lord willing oh this episode made me kind of emotional I honestly could have gone on and on about the things that I would go back and tell my 17 year old self um and this exercise was honestly very cathartic for me And I would definitely recommend it as a great self-care activity if you are someone who, honestly, it can be something that you do on your birthday or just something in general that right now, today, you're like, dang, what would I go back and tell myself 10 years ago? So definitely recommend it if you're looking for some self-care homework. One last quote that I'll leave you with is, nobody is going to do your life for you. So all those goals and things that you wish you could accomplish and all those things that you're letting fear hold you back from doing, do them. And this is not me talking to my 17-year-old self. This is me talking to you listening. Nobody's going to do your life for you. Self-pity is a dead end road. So enough of the woe is me. Let's get to work. God has great work for you to do, sis. But you got to get up and you got to do it. And you got to believe that he will give you the strength and everything that you need and provide all that you need to actually do it. So hopefully you took something away from this episode that is helpful for you now, no matter where you are in your life. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode and letting me reflect on the past 10 years of my life and what I would tell myself. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and share it. Tell your friends, tell your mama and them. And please, please, please rate the podcast so you can help other people find the Shine Bright podcast. Hope that you have a great week and find a reason to shine bright on purpose this week. See you next week.